0: Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice, reading Genesis chapter 8 for Tuesday, January 10th, 2017. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down, And on the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month. And on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After forty days, Noah opened the window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find no place to set its feet because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So he returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time, it did not return to him. By the first day of the first month of Noah's six hundred and first year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the twenty-seventh day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth, and be fruitful and increase in number upon it. So Noah came out, together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground, and all the birds, everything that moves on the earth, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all of the clean animals and clean birds, He sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures, as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Genesis chapter 8. As I read this chapter, it seems like it it was flooded for a very long time. And it's interesting that Noah sends a raven out and then a dove, and he's testing over and over again. Even when he sees a sign that, you know, an olive tree has grown, because there's a piece of an olive branch in the beak of the dove, he still waits another seven days um, before even moving forward. So I think that after God has brought such a devastating judgment on the earth, it makes sense to approach with holy fear. And it's notable that God, in verse 21, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. I find it interesting that God's first sign of um, stopping the destruction comes after a sacrifice is made, an offering from Noah, the one righteous man, causes God to make a decision to never do this again. Which sounds to me like God is glad that he didn't annihilate the entire earth and the human race, that he saved Noah, and to know that there are, there are pleasing things that come from his creation. And I pray that as I read this, as you listen to this, that we remember that our lives can be a pleasing offering and a pleasing aroma to God as we are living sacrifices, as we live our lives to please God.